Well, welcome back to our Back to, to Basics or our uh, Foundation Podcast. podcast today. <laughs> we'll get it out where, right. where are we? I have no and, idea. Uh, we're going to refer to this, Back to the Ten. This is have a, uh, I don't know if you'll call it a vision or just something that popped in. Does he have his little mic? I do. Okay, I didn't see it. Uh, Am I on? This is, uh, All right. All right. anyway, this is what Steve had, an impression of his, and well, By the way, we're going to start talking. We'll talk thing. about this yeah. here in a bit. We'll put that on a T-shirt somewhere. Yeah, we we got. Um, okay, so anyway, we're going to the Foundation Podcast. Let's go. Uh, we're kind of uh, getting things ready here, folks. I'm going to tell you what. We we started off last week on demonology. We're talking about demonology, and uh, this book that we're talking about by Jonathan Kahn was what's the, uh, the Return of the Gods? Return of the Gods. And Return of the Gods, very, very influential book, very, has a lot of stuff, that eye-opening things that I think we all need to understand. And this is one of the reasons why Pastor and I, we, we felt we needed to go into this and t discuss this. But what we want to do is we want to take it and take a look at it, of course, from a biblical perspective. And... Uh, there's another uh, Realm of the Spirit by um, Michael, Heiser. Michael Heiser. The Unseen Realm. The Unseen Realm, that's it. Okay. Um, that that uh, we're, we're looking at as well. Because what we want to do is we, uh, first of all, let me just, I'm going to put out just like any anything is, you got a, a kind of a bottom line. First of all, why do we see America in the state that it is in today. The second question is, is the, uh, what influences have brought us to this point? Thirdly, is there spiritual forces behind this that are, that are actually uh, bringing this on? And is this a well-oiled plan or is this just happening? Well, another way to say this, you know, I'll be uh, 57, so I'll date myself on my birthday uh, this August, and I can I can tell you that uh, what what's happening in our nation right now was not happening in this nation even 20 years ago, uh -huh. not to this degree. No. And certainly in my all my growing up, and uh, you know, which I I grew up in the you know the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, yeah. the world was different. Uh, there were a lot of things that were going on there, and we can see some of the effects of uh, the spiritual entities that we read about in the Bible even occurring on a foundational level back then. But to say that we have gotten where we are right now just simply because it just happened or some kind of... No, I think that no. that that, uh, that part about what Jesus talked about, something swept us clean, and yeah. seven things worse came. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this verse tonight. First of all, I'm gonna give you just a, one quick. Uh, I don't know if y'all been listening to the news or whatever, Pastor. Here we go. Uh, we had uh, Bud Light. Okay, we are. We, I think we talked about this before. You got Bud Light over there putting a transgender person on the cans. And she got, and they got everybody mad in America, <laughs> to the point where they lost billions. Now, at this point, it's billions of dollars where they lost because people don't—they're they're not uh, using the product anymore. You got uh, country western stars shooting their cans and everything else on videos on YouTube. I mean, okay, so they made a wrong decision. But here's a, here's the kicker. Here's the newest one. Bob, there's two actually, but uh, let's just take the one. Target. Target. Now, I remember Target when I was a kid. I mean, we uh, Target's been here forever. And they, now, they are saying that they've always been supporting of pride in America. Now, first of all, my birthday's in June, okay? And I, which kind of disgusts me a little bit, but whatever. Um, that they have to have Pride Month uh, of the gays and the homosexuals uh, in June. But anyway, that's whatever. But at the same time, what they did 
is now Target began to try to sell and to put them right out front, right where the kids can see, uh, and they're selling them to kids as well, what they call a, uh, how can I put this, a tuck-friendly swimming suits, where these trans men who think they, who want to uh, portray a woman, want to be a woman, are tucking their privates. Okay? Um, and not only that, you have all sorts of uh, LGBTQ rainbow stuff and all of this. And now, come to find out, this morning I'm reading an article about uh, some particular organization or the, one of their providers for these products are ones that are supporting and trying to get this into the school where they can transition the little kids without their parents' knowledge. And um, anyway, to date, now from what I'm understanding here and if the, the financials are right, uh, Target has lost $9 billion just within the last few days. Couldn't happen to a better company. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, folks, y'all support stuff like this. Y'all going down in Target or whatever, Starbucks, we were talking about that a little earlier. Y'all supporting that type of stuff. You putting your hard-earned money into that. You'll make, it, you'll make a big fit about the government using your tax dollars to, uh, to pay for abortions or whatever else stuff that you don't think they ought to pay for. But then you'll go down and you'll buy yourself a nice a tall uh, cappuccino over at Starbucks. Or you'll go to shop at Target where they're, they're pandering this stuff to, oh, and I guess on Monday at Target they had to have an emergency meeting of all the uh, Targets in the South. And they told them they had these displays up front and they told them, you guys get those things in the back of the store. Because they were afraid they were going to have a Budweiser back. <laughs> well, you know, and I hope they do. And by the way, we're not advocating you boycott them. We're just advocating you that you would have convictions uh, in your Christian faith based on the Bible, a, war, a biblical worldview. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't. We don't. Yeah, I quit drinking Starbucks and going to places like that a long, long time oh, ago. Yeah. When they made their announcements that they would support same-sex marriage, and if you didn't like it, you could just go get your coffee somewhere else. And once they came out and did that, I said, "Well, that's it." And so that's yeah, that was it for me. Somewhere else. I'm glad that all the rest of you have caught up to speed and figured it out. Mm -hmm. But uh, we should have been paying attention back over over ten years ago. Yeah, and pay attention is. is Keep that, that thought in mind. Pay attention as we go through what we're going to talk about today. Just kind of giving you an update on some of the news that's going on. There's so many things. I mean, the Dodgers. Could you imagine the Dodgers? Uh, they're, they're getting boycotted now because of their, uh, their tie-in with trans and all that, too. It's going crazy out there. Yeah, and, and by the way, this, this all is in connection with uh, John, uh, Jonathan Kahn's book, The Return of the Gods, mm -hmm. and how he portrays what's been going on in our nation, what, what's going on in our nation right yes. now. Yes. And, and by the way, we're not trying to be a, a, a neg negative Nancy or a, no. a, 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 what do they call it, a, a Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. <laughs> we're men, we're just using those terms. Okay. You know, but but, but I'm, I'm saying that we're not trying to be overly pessimistic. I believe there's an answer. Yes. I believe there is a solution, and of course, it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ, yes. and it's in a church that will uphold biblical world standards, yes. and we will speak truth to lies. Yes, and uh, so, we, we are, it's not a lost cause, but you can't you can't get over the issue if you don't know what the issue is to begin yes. with. And here's the thing: we talked about how that. Well, we were we. I didn't know about the the the, uh, the gay thing or whatever with Starbucks for a time, but once I found out about. It, Right. Then I was able to change my ways. You and I did not know about the gospel of Jesus Christ until the time that we heard met him and heard it and we, we were confronted yes. with it. At that time, we had made a decision to change. And this is the same thing. Some of these things we don't know, we don't understand. But when we, that's why we bring these things out. 
so that you will understand and you will have, have uh, an understanding and actually maybe the light will click, maybe the light will turn on and you'll understand these things and then you say, whoa, dude, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, go, I, I, there's other places to get coffee or else I'll get it myself. So, but, at the, and that's just using one example. Okay, let's, let's, let's go ahead and start digging in because I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of stuff here. When you're talking about demonology, we're talking about demon spirits, or and where did the demons come from, Pastor? They came from what? Well, if we're going to be specific, uh, from a Hebrew standpoint, or a Jewish standpoint, I should say, mm -hmm. demons are the, uh, the, uh, the spirits of the dead Nephilim that died in the flood in Genesis 6. Okay. That would be what we would consider a demon. And by the way, when we're talking about that, there's a lot that could be said about that. Um, uh, but, but they are the least of our concern. Uh, what we're more concerned about is what Paul called principalities and powers. Okay. And that's where we get into Jonathan uh, Kahn's book. Yeah, the Baal, the uh, Moloch, and the... Now, okay, so Pastor, let, let, let's just... I'm going to break this down for just, a, just about a couple of minutes. When we're talking about... A lot of people say, well, demon... But they're, they're always thinking about the exorcist, the thing, thinking about, you know, uh, little Linda Blair getting possessed by the devil. Uh, and what is demon possession? Or is that even a thing? Well, yeah. I mean, we, we see examples of that in the New Testament, especially. Uh, well, we even see that in King Saul. He exhibited some strange behavior uh, as it related to that. And, uh, but, uh, but yes, uh, well, demons are... Or, you know, well, they had a body at mm -hmm. one time. Uh, you know, a demon being, when we tell you Nephilim, to, to kind of back up on that, that's Genesis 6. Yeah. When the sons of God, that is the fallen angels, uh, cohabitated with uh, the daughters of men, they produced a hybrid race called the Nephilim. Yes. They were called the mighty men of old, the men of renown. And, uh, and they were destroyed in the flood. God didn't just destroy the flood because... Man was just wicked. There was more to that statement, and the backdrop to that story is Enoch one, and uh, and that would have been the backstory of the writers in Old and New Testament, yes, as yes. far as that goes. But but irregardless of that, uh, they those the, because their spirit was uh, well half well, angelic in that sense, mm -hmm. half angel. Uh, they seek to possess a body. Yes. And so we see that, uh, especially in the New Testament, more so than the Old. Mm -hmm. And what did Jesus do? That's the first thing he can, he confronted when he started his ministry. Okay. Uh, all of a sudden these demons are running up to him and you come and destroy us before the time. Uh, we're not talking about, you know, Baal or Ashtaroth or, or uh, you know, uh, Ishtar or uh, whatever. that. Now we're talking to uh, about a a, a a Nephilim spirit. Okay. Uh, and by the way, there's a lot in the New Testament about that. Point is not to really get into that right now. No, no, we were. But, but, but no. what we're talking about, you know, what Paul in Ephesians six twelve, you know, he talked about we don't wrestle against flesh and flesh blood, and blood but, against but against principalities, powers, powers rulers of uh, the darkness of, the darkness of this age. age and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Okay. Uh, those are not demons. Now we sometimes recall we refer to that as demonology, but yeah. But specifically, is that a demon? No. Uh, they control demons. Okay. Okay, and they're in the spirit realm. Yes. Okay. And when and then I think we mentioned it last week. We were talking about like the Prince of Persia. We yeah, were mentioning that, that, and then the Prince of uh, Greece. Prince of Greece. Those yeah. would be what I would I would refer to as powers. Okay. Principalities would be Baal, Moloch, and Astroth. Okay. I, I believe that. Now would be those one. were now, and what what we're talking about here. This is what Khan gets into, and we're going to be kind of walking this out gods now the thing is is that uh, and I, 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 we'll get there in just a minute but there are certain gods in the bible that are mentioned specifically one is Baal or yeah. Baal Baal whatever you want to call it take your choice it's B-A uh, comma or uh, hyphen or whatever that thing is yeah, A-L A-L okay anyway 
And we know from Baal, I'm just going to give you one, Elijah had a standoff with prophets the prophets of Baal on Mark, what, what was that? No, 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 that would be um, on, um, wow, I thought it was Carmel. That's yeah, the first that thing that came Carmel. to me was Carmel. Yeah. Mount Carmel yeah. and uh, yeah, the Mark seal, that's Paul. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but this but was yeah. Mount Carmel, and then they had an offering. They were standing on. Yeah. They're both, he says, you know, choose ye this day whom you're going to serve, you know, or whatever. And he says, you guys go ahead and do an offering. I'm going to do an offering to God, a sacrifice. And the God who answers by fire, that God is truly the Lord God. And so the, the prophets of Baal, just kind of just running through here, they, they got there and they did their offering. They were cutting themselves and wailing, going on and on and on. Elijah sat over there in the corner making fun of them. You know, is your God on vacation? Does he, you know, or whatever. He was just going on about it. And nothing happened. They were literally cutting themselves. By the way, these are certain things that actually happen in the worship of Baal. Uh, you just got to take notice of things like that. But then, and then when Elijah, he, he called on, he basically dug um, trenches around the, uh, just to add, what is this, injury to, or whatever that, uh, that, Right. Well, they filled it up with water. Yeah, they filled it up insult with water. Insult to injury. Huh? Insult to injury. Insult to injury. That's the word. And then he dug, he got those trenches, he filled them all up with water and all that. Then he called on God once and oh, it was gone. And then the prophets of Baal didn't know what to do and Elijah killed every one of them too at that point. But at the same time, that's the Baal that you're talking about. Baal, but we're going to get more further into there. You have the God of Moloch. We talked about Moloch. We talked about, this is the one they were offering the babies to, the children to. Uh, and then Ashtaroth was a, took the form of either a man or a woman. And we, we're going to get into this because you will need to understand things like that to understand where this country is. The, the nation of Israel they were serving God, but then the Bible says, and then there's many scriptures that we can bring out, that they switched over to Baal. They they, they served Baal. And, um, and, well, you know, Baal was also supposedly uh, the one responsible for having rain, good crops, yes. and, and all of He's that. He's a fertility so, god. Yeah, yeah, so if you, you get away from him, then the ideal, the consequence was you'd have a drought, you'd have, you'd starve to death. And yes. so that was how they perpetrated that yeah. in that regard. I wrote I wrote this down, we talked about this earlier, mm -hmm. and this was just, uh, just an observation about Israel, uh, that the worship of a God, and I, that's little g, uh, in Israel always led to a cultic, uh, practices yes. it led to immorality mm -hmm. and child sacrifice that was what was repeated when you read through uh, whether you're reading in uh, in, uh, in, in, in latter parts of uh, Joshua judges yes. you get into first and second Samuel first and second King first and second Chronicles of course some of that's the same information there what is that what, what do we see we see a repeated behavior you know, a wicked king comes up, and then what do they do? They serve the bells and the astroth. It yes. was very, very clear, you know, there. Sometimes there will be references to Moloch. They they offered their children, made them walk through the fire yeah. to Moloch. And, uh, and, then, and then all of a sudden a godly king would come. And it would, it, we just get this repeated behavior over and over again. And, you know, and before we want to look at them and say, well, man, how dumb can you be and breathe? What do we see in our own country? Yeah. I mean, what do we see all over the world? And even in modern history, uh, people thumb their nose at God. They disregard what he has said in his word. Mm -hmm. And uh, they think they're smarter than God. And they actually become fools. And, yes. uh, and you know, and it's sad. And I don't say that to be ugly. But, you know, anytime you devote your worship to anything other than Yahweh, uh, you know, you, you know, you 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 go away from uh, Jesus is Lord. Uh, you, you're going to run into the occult or some form of it, 
It, you may not actually get involved in it, but it'll exercise some kind of control over you. Yes. Why do you think in our school districts all over this nation, we have the term furries now? Yeah. People identify, children identifying as animals. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about just some imagination. We're talking about literally identifying as an animal. We have a, a rampant form of uh, homosexual behavior at our, oh, yeah. especially our middle school. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and then we have uh, not only that, but we just have this just weird ideal about God. And, uh, and, and you know, it, it's, it's just strange. It, it, to me, it's, it's strange. And, and part of that, even in the church, it, it seems like the church by and large has no answer for this. None. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and, and, and that doesn't mean every church, every ministry. We're not saying that. But what I'm saying is it's a shame because what, what are we talking about when we have a kid uh, thinking they're an animal and acting like one? We've got a kid that is inhabited by demons. I mean, this is yeah. this is a deliverance issue, um, and yeah. you know, th this th these things are serious. Let, let, let me let me throw a little thing out there, put a chill up your spine. Back in the in the Old Testament, they were talking about the hairy God. Yes. Okay, the hairy. You know, we were we talking about that. Well, what it was talking about was that they're in in. If you want to uh, go over to Greek mythology, you're talking about a satire or a satire. Yeah. S-A-T-Y-R. This is an animal that was hairy, but a human. Okay? Here's just a question. Could a demonic force like this be behind oh, this I furry movement? Oh, I, I definitely believe it can. Are they opening themselves up to demonic influence through this? Oh, I, there, there's no doubt in my mind that that is the issue there. Uh, what did Solomon say? He said, "There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. That which has been, what that which is, has been. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it may take a different shape. It may look different. But once again, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. No. The the, the issue of spiritual warfare as a believer is, has nothing to do with people. People may be used. Yes." But we're talking about principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. These are the things that influence not only nations, but when you combine demons, that is the dead Nephilim spirit in yes. that sense, spirit of those dead Nephilim as being under their control because the kingdom of Satan is highly organized. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, and, and, and if you want to know, well, where, where does the devil come? Let's think of him as a serpent in the garden. He's the one ruling people like Baal and Moloch mm -hmm. and Astral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. So here, here's, a, you know, when we're talking about that, and this is one thing you have to understand. Satan is not doing things haphazardly or just whatever. But the people are reacting, and Pastor, the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. No. But how many people? Okay, you, the other day, I saw a, a senator, a senator, sit there, and she went on for two hours. I don't know, I don't know, I shouldn't say that, I'm being specific. But she went on for I don't know how long, but saying, we like uh, trans, trans is good, whatever she was doing. Nobody was joining in with her, but she just kept on going on and on and on. I'm over here going, you know, and it was one of the commentators made the comment that, you know, back about 10 years ago, this person would have been institutionalized. Exactly. Uh, that, that's generally where we put people into mental hospitals. And by the way, I, I, I'm not saying that people cannot have those problems. I'm not suggesting that. No, of course that, not. But, but I'm also suggesting that uh, some of these people, and, and I don't know what percentage, probably just need deliverance. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that to be facetious. I'm talking about, well, I, I'll give you a little story. Um, this this happened back in the, um, well, in the 90s, mm -hmm. and uh, early 90s. And we, uh, at that time, I was a much younger pastor. Um, uh, and, and where I was pastoring, a lady eventually started coming to our church. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and she had been involved in a white witch society, uh, you know, uh, there in college. She was in her thirties at this time. She had been put in a mental institution for several several, several different stays. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why every time she looked into the mirror, she saw a goat head. I mean, this is serious stuff. And uh, anyway, so she she eventually comes to our church because she wanted someone that believed, or a church that believed in, uh, you know, healing and, and uh, the supernatural to, to deliver people. Uh, make a long story short, we end up um, uh, casting out uh, 26 persons out of that woman. And it, it was about a, about a three hour ordeal, uh, uh, you know, and she, and she was saved. I mean, thank God she was saved. She was filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, lived her uh, the rest of her life. She ended up dying in a car accident about 15, 12, 15 years later, yeah. but lived for God. We'll, you know, we'll all have a reunion with her in heaven one yes, day. Yes. Just, but, but what I'm saying is she got all him. That's referring back to, you know, uh, the word God there is Elohim. Yes. Um, and by the way, that term is also used in other cases, not just, put this way, no one's Elohim, the, the creator Elohim. Mm -hmm. There may be other Elohims, but they're yeah, not, they're all created. Yeah. Elohim is their, their creator. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so he, they, they forsook God who made him and scorned the rock of his salvation. Uh, and, and notice what they did. They made him jealous with strange gods. Who are we talking about here? Bell. Yeah. Moloch. Yes. Astroth. Yeah. They, they made him jealous with strange gods uh, with abominations. That's the word toiba. Mm -hmm. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. Notice this worship of these strange gods led to abominations. Yes. I mean, we're, we're talking about ancient Israel here, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, verse 17, they sacrificed to demons. Now that, we talked about that. We're not, we, I guess we're not going to get too deep in the weeds here. That's where it's Shadim. Notice it says they sacrificed to uh, uh, demons who were not Elohim. Yep. But he calls them to Elohim, plural, mm -hmm. here. The other Elohim is not. This is. Yes. To Elohims uh, uh, whom they have not known, new Elohims who came lately. Yeah. And uh, and it goes on. They neglected the rock who begot you. Remember, he's talking about the rock that they got water out of mm -hmm. in the wilderness. And, uh, and forgot the God that is Elohim who gave you. Yeah, and uh, and so this is a um, this is a pattern that would be repeated uh, in Israel over and over, over, and over and over again until eventually yeah. God got tired of it, and it's called the Assyrians with Israel. Uh, that's when they were divided. Then of course the kingdom of Judah about a hundred years later with Babylon, mm -hmm. and uh, and if you say well how severe was that? Well that captivity lasted until about 1940. Was that 48 or 48? Yeah, when uh, uh, it yeah. was uh, United States and I believe England or uh, recognized Israel as a nation state. I mean, you're talking about everything from six, basically six, well, 585 to 603 BC yeah. to 1948. That, yeah. And by the way, uh, Israel has never, ever got involved in bullet wars. No, no, I mean, it, 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 well, at least not in the sense that they were doing it back then. No. Now we can make an argument of abortion, abortion. That's a, yeah. but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So you okay? So, and from that point, from that particular scripture, we know that they were sacrificing to demons. They thought that they were gods. They were sacrificing to demons. Uh, we talked last week very briefly about how that uh, the. The dedication of these idols, when they happened, they had holes drilled in them or made in them to where they believed that the, the gods would inhabit these objects. They were praying to, to them, and that's what they did during that particular time. Um, it's, it's very clear that the demonic forces inhabited this, and this was 
uh, the, these were demons according to De Deuteronomy here. Now, when, when we're talking about, and here, I'm going to get into this verse about the, uh, uh, the sweeping and all that. Now, Jesus was talking to them, uh, and, and, uh, and he was talking to his disciples, and then he talk, was telling them about unclean spirits. Jesus dealt with unclean spirits during his time. Uh, uh, a demon, uh, remember a legion? Remember that, that dude that had a legion? Because uh, we call ourselves legion? Had a bunch of demons in there. Uh, and he cast them out. He cast out the demons into the, the, the pigs. The pigs ran over the side. People wanted Jesus out of the country there, out of the town there. He didn't, they didn't want him around anymore because he was stirring that up. Part of the economy. Yeah, probably messing up the economy. And this is what I'm saying is that, of course, that, that instance in Acts where that one lady following him around, Paul finally gets tired and says, or was it Peter? No, Paul. It was Paul. Turns around and says, come out of there in Jesus' name, or whatever he said. And she came out, and then they got mad at them, and because uh, they, this woman was making money doing her spiritism and being demon-possessed. Anyway... But Jesus was talking about this, and I want you to take particular attention. I'm going to give you the scripture verse here. This is in Matthew chapter, where am I? It's four, is it 12? Matthew 12. I want you to have this because you can follow along with us. Matthew 12, beginning with verse 40, 43. I'm going to open this up bigger because of my eyes. It says, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man. He goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Now first of all, an unclean spirit goes out of a man. A man possessed with the spirit or inhabited with that spirit, demonized, whatever terminology you're using. And he goes out through the dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came and when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Now, this demon spirit left empty, swept, and put in order. In other words, it was empty. There was nothing to fill that vacancy. And, uh, okay, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now listen to this. This is the tie-in. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. Jesus was not just speaking about some dude that got demon-possessed. He was speaking to a generation, to a people. Now, what we're talking about that here is this. Jonathan Kahn's premise is this. There is a systematic return of the gods. First of all, let me go back and let me preface this. Back in the day, <laughs> in the good, good old days, when we began teaching education in the school, Pastor, they used to learn how to read by reading the Bible. Yes. Uh, they would study the Word of God. They would pray. They would have the Ten Commandments there. They would be reading the Ten Commandments. They would understand this. This was a part of. Now somebody said, well, uh, uh, they came to America so they would have spirit, uh, uh, what was it, freedom of religion to be able to do whatever they wanted to do. But the, the, the thing here is, is that, and I, I've got to get his name there, and I'm not sure exactly the name, had said that when, 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 if this country ever lets go of these basic biblical principles that they were utilizing when they first came to America, that it, it, it would be devastation. They would pray and all this. That this was in school from the time of our settlement when they came to Plymouth Rock, all the way to the early 1960s, when uh, the people came and they said, we do not 
want prayer in our school anymore. Now, um, Jonathan's premise is this, is that each of these particular gods, I'm going to give you three because we're going to go over one, each, each week we'll be dealing with this type of thing. We're kind of pre uh, premiering it tonight. First one, Baal, Baal, whatever your flavor is that you want to pronounce that. The second one, Moloch, the baby killer. And number three, Ashtaroth. When you, when we understand and we pull out the understanding of these gods, what they did, what they were there for, then we will understand and we'll have an, maybe an inkling of why we sit today fighting trans, uh, tra transgenders <coughs> and LGBTQ with abomination and babies being killed every day. So the, the thing is, is that, that this is where his premise is coming from. Now, the gods were here, in, in ancient Israel, the gods were there. And what happened is he compares Israel to America, Pastor. Yes, yeah. And, and by the way, his book, The Harbinger, yes. and the other one are very interesting in parallels there too with Israel and the yes. uh, United States. Um, yeah, and that, that's what he's doing. Um, yeah, and, and by the way, um, the parallels are, are fascinating. I yes. mean, they are, uh, I would encourage anyone to read the book. Uh, it's also, uh, you can get it on Kindle if you want to get it cheaper. Uh, or you can, uh, if you're a Logos uh, uh, subscriber, uh, for about $15, you can get it in your Logos library mm -hmm. and read it or listen to it uh, on audio. Uh, it is uh, it is amazing the parallels because he uses that word dark trinity. Yes. Uh, but but the but the, uh, the the parallel there about you know something sweeps the house clean. Yes. And, you know and that's relation to where the spirit goes out. Something sweeps it clean. It's our premise that that's uh, Bell. Yes. And, and that is a rough a, a, an allusion to Bell. Because that's what Bell does. He is a possessor. He is the one who, uh, he's the ruler. He's uh, he's typified as the bull. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's, we, we, when we actually specifically hone in on him next week, you're going to be shocked at what you see in yeah. our, even in front of uh, where they do all the, uh, the uh, stock exchange. Mm -hmm. It's right there. Yes. And uh, it's amazing. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, he sweeps it clean. What happens when he sweeps it clean? What do these, what do these principalities have control over? Demons. Mm -hmm. And these demons come in, and the last state is worse than the others. And uh, so whether you're using that in a strict literal sense or you're talking about uh, this dark trinity possessing a nation mm -hmm. or nations, uh, you know, you get... Let me let me give something on the flip side of this, and and uh, and I I had mentioned this. Uh, Stephen, I've talked about this. This, by the way, uh, if you want to be mad at anybody over what I'm going to say, be mad at me. Don't be mad over Steve, because I'm the one that suggested this. It, this is just interesting parallel. While we're talking about parallels, let's talk about this one. Okay. Um, we we know that something changed in our nation drastically, starting with 1960. Yeah. We know it did. Mm -hmm. We can tie back into that. You know, people think about Woodstock. Well, that's not his, that came a little bit later in the 60s. But anyway, but so, and we'll get into some of that stuff later. But, um, you know, let me, let's, let's, let's travel down uh, uh, history, the historical road right here. Okay. And let's go to what we'll call... Um, Church history, because this was occupied. Uh, we know that uh, Jerome took the scripture. He wasn't much of a, he wasn't, he didn't like Hebrew that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knew a little bit about it. And of course, it was a Greek speaking world. We're talking about the fifth century. Uh, and he came up with his uh, uh, Latin goal, uh, Vulgate. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and of course, there were different revisions of this through history. But, uh, you know, 
whether you want to look at Jerome in a negative way or a positive way, I mean, I think he had good intentions. Mm -hmm. I think what he did in one sense was okay. He just wasn't the man to do it. Okay. What I mean, he didn't know he didn't know Hebrew well enough to make translations of that into Latin. Okay, yeah. that's he should have had some help there. Okay, um, but irregardless of that, what we know is that the Latin uh, Vulgate was the translation of, well, basically, for the better sake of the word, the West, mm -hmm. uh, for over 900 years, maybe yeah. 11, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. What do we have during that time that occurred eventually? We had the Dark Ages. Yeah. The dark I thought ages. the entrance of God's Word brought light. Uh, we had the Dark Ages. Yeah. We had in, uh, all kinds of abuses in the, in the Catholic Church. By the way, they were only Catholics back then, so that's not trying to make too much of a statement. Yeah. Um, and, and then what eventually happened is we had a Reformation. Uh, Martin Luther. How did the this is what a lot of people don't know about the Reformation? The Reformation happened. He is a he is a Catholic priest, okay, mm -hmm. and he is teaching a a Bible class. He was asked to do that. Uh, in a university, and what he was asked to do it in is he was asked to teach Romans, but to do it in Greek because he had been trained in Greek. Mm -hmm. It's while teaching the class in Greek in from Greek. Romans, he gets the revelation of what Paul said, quoting uh, uh, the passage, I believe there in Habakkuk, is uh, the just shall live by faith. Yeah. And uh, Anyway, um, the the amazing thing that led to the the, 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 the theses being posted on the church door mm -hmm. that got translated. He, he posted, of course, in Latin. It would have been translated in German, and 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 that hey, there's a Reformation. That's what yes. got you there. Mm -hmm. Why I think that's important is because what is the product of the Reformation? I mean, the product of the Reformation are Latin. Are, are translations of the Bible in the tongue of the common man. So we're talking about German to begin with. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, and that's why you get Tyndale's. Tyndale. He burned at the stake. Yeah. Uh, you eventually get people like Erasmus, Adiris Erasmus, and some others, Basil and others, that mm -hmm. the whole concept was back to the source. So they went back to the Greek and the Hebrew and uh, that was that was a big thing. And then so what do we get? We get things like the Bishop's Bible. We get the Geneva Bible. And then ultimately we get the King James yeah. based on Erasmus's five, uh, primarily his five, uh, 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 you know, versions of that uh, translations. And uh, and uh, and what does that that, that do? Uh, based on that, we get things like. The, the New King James, uh, even the Revised Version, we get uh, we get translations like the the uh, New American Standard, the ESV, that are all based on a word for word um, uh, translations of the Hebrew yeah. from the Hebrew and Greek Scripture. They're not based on, and, and by the way, they're never based on just one man's opinion. They are committees of people mm -hmm. that that that's learned from the King James translators. They did the same thing. There's safety in that. Yeah. And uh, and, and what do we have uh, from basically? Let's just start 1611 just for fun. Up until roughly about 1950. Oh, the world's not perfect. By no means is it perfect. But there is a God consciousness in this nation. Yes. Yes. There is a God consciousness in this nation. And this is my opinion. You can believe whatever you want to. I'm offering a possibility. But when we come out with the NIV, and I believe it was first published in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. And it becomes one of the most prominent Bibles in the church world yeah. all over the world. What does it produce? And by the way, when I say NIV, is it evil? Is it demonic? No, I'm not saying that. But I will say that the NIV is a word for thought. I don't. I don't read word for thought translations. No. Mm -hmm. I believe every word is inspired by God. Yes. Okay. I do not do that. 
And, and of course, what's followed the NIV is a bunch of others that are just garbage. Yeah. And what what is that? If you correspond what we're what Jonathan Cons, how could Bell sweep the house clean in the United States? How could he sweep out a biblical morality? How could he get away with everything he got away with? Mm -hmm. How could he do that? He couldn't do it before. No. These word for thought translations. Yeah. It didn't happen. Hey, history's history. Okay. You draw whatever conclusion you want to. Yeah. But why is the church now promoting same-sex marriage? Mm -hmm. Why are we having churches in Austin, Texas, which is right here in our backyard, uh, promoting drag queen nights in the church? Yeah. Why are we having preachers getting up and saying the Ten Commandments have nothing to do with us today? How could how could a bail, how could bail how could he be that successful when people disregard God's word? Mm -hmm. There are curses that are mentioned when you take away from Scripture in yes. the Old and New Testament. Yes, there are curses that mm -hmm. are mentioned. The Queen James only. Bible. Yeah. So yeah. you know, uh, all I'm saying, and, and if you use NIV, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying you're demon possessed or anything like that. But I want you to think in terms of what do you want? Do you want to know what God said? Yeah. You want a word-for-word -word English translation. If you speak Spanish, you want a word-for-word -word Spanish translation, whatever would you have. Or do you want what somebody thought yep. it said? Or the thoughts that, I don't want, yeah. every word is inspired. It's not the thoughts of it. No, it's a verbal it's, plenary. It's what, yes. That everything, every word is where it needs to be in the Yeah, that, that's the word, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, now, and, and the thing is here is that, Pastor, I think you have a point here in the fact that there's, there, there was an onslaught of several different uh, avenues, shall we say. When we're talking about the sweeping clean of a nation, they were, what they were trying to sweep out was any consciousness, any adherence, any faithfulness to God. Yes. They wanted God out of this nation. And that is where the possessor comes. And that's where Baal comes. And that's what he did. And the thing is, is that then, then you, you have these translations that are word for thought. Well, who's thought? Okay, this is what I'm saying. Who's thought? Well, some guy just sitting there, well, you know, maybe it could mean this. Hey, I, I mean... That is not the word of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you, you have, and then they're putting this in. I mean, there's a couple of them that are just amazing. And, and then the thing is, is that these modernistic progressive churches want to flow with these new versions. The message, I think, was one of them. That's. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to say I heard, it. I heard, a, I heard a lady. <laughs> I got to watch what I say. Uh, quote out of what she called the Passion Translation. Yeah. By the way, just in case you're wondering, the New Testament was was not originally written in Aramaic. It was written in Greek. That's not to say that there wasn't some Aramaic that it was translated into. I'm not arguing the point there. Yeah. The point of it, that is what it was translated. Why was it translated in Greek? And we're not, when we're talking about Greek, we're, we're not talking about some classical Greek. Mm -hmm. We're talking about some street-level Greek. Why was it? Because the whole known world spoke Greek. And why did the whole known world speak Greek? Because of Alexander the Great. Yeah. He conquered the known world. That was the Greek language. His four generals, once he died, which become the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. uh, that 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 is the, 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 the it's a Greek language. It dominated the world. Yes. For what, twenty five hundred years total? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, at that point, that that's what we have. And I heard this girl on a Facebook, and I just I, it was a video, and I just listened to it because she was saying, "I'm going to read the Lord's Prayer out of the Passion." This is what God gave me, and I'm thinking, "What's she reading?" It was so off the wall. 
Yeah. And so I went back to the Greek text just to say maybe I've lost my mind, you know. And that's how it is. People listen to this stuff. Yeah. And when they don't know what God's word says or they don't have access to it, people will believe in anything. Yeah. Well, you see, it's easy, it's easy to confuse the word. Um, back in Luther's time, those people, they, they, what it was in Latin, uh, and, and, but only certain ones could read it. They, the common people didn't know. They had to rely on these others to help tell them what, it, what the Bible was saying. Yeah, and then the, so they're saying, "I tell you what, hey, you know what? I got a new one here. Let's uh, let's get uh, let's get them to give their money because we got to raise money. So why don't we tell them that every time they give some money, then we can get their 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 loved ones out of purgatory who have died before. That's called the the uh, indulgences. Uh, the indulgences. And this was one of the biggest things that Martin Luther went up against those ninety five theses on that door of the Wittenberg Church." That was the problem. He was, he was, oh, he was fired up about these indulgences because they were twisting the word of God. And what, and th this kind of stuff goes on here. And <coughs> there's so many things that are happening at the same time. And this is, this basically, I felt, I feel this was uh, Satan's, uh, his, his plan. And uh, you have Baal who will uh, remove any knowledge or any thought of God out of the country. And that's where we're going to start next week. Yeah, and so, you know, we, yeah, we're almost, our time is really about to, a couple of minutes, uh, you know, and these are some of the things we're going to talk about. And uh, the removal of prayer in the 60s, that was a, we'll talk more in depth about that. That's, that's Baal. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. Let's get that out of there. We can't. We can't have people praying. We can't. We can't have teachers having kids pray. I no. mean, we don't want God in the school. No. And, and, uh, uh, and then we get abortion. Uh, some of the things that happened in New York at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, also, Dallas, Texas. That's where Roe versus Wade that originated from. Texas. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Uh, the gay lesbianism that started in New York. The, the New York nightclub. There's a sexual revolution. Even the term rock and roll. You know, people use that term. They have no idea what they meant by that in the 60s. That is a, a term for a sexual act. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, we say, well, I got Christian rock. You got Christian what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what happens when we walk around with no discernment, no uh, perception. Uh, and why, is, why, why do Christians walk around with no discernment and perception? Number one is few, few people pray anymore in the church. Oh, we come to church, we do that, uh, we, you know, so we're going to read the scripture. I had somebody ask me one time, what, what, what I read on the screen, does that count? Like, well, what's going on here, you know? And uh, and we try here at River of Life to, and I would like to think that we have a more astute uh, 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 congregation than probably most people do because we talk about these things all the time and we encourage people and show people how that you know the study of scriptures how we renew our mind is how we meditate on the scripture mm -hmm. the word it's the very thing where the spirit of god think about it this when he said the holy spirit comes he will bring to your remembrance all things that i said to you what do you think the holy spirit's going to talk to you about charismatic believer you know, he's going to talk to you about the Word. And if, if you're not in the Word, he really don't have a lot to talk to you about unless you expect him to appear to you in a burning bush. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this is some of the disconnect that people have uh, as it relates to, and, and that's why I say that every translation, if you, if you want a translation of the Bible, find one that is a word-for-word -word translation. Yes. I don't care if you use the King James. New King James, a revived standard, standard, that's an old one. Uh, the ESV, the New American Standard, their American Standard, whatever. They're word-for-word -word translations. Yes. All of them are good. Okay, that, that, That's what you want. You want yes. the true word of God. You don't, want, you don't want somebody's commentary or opinion as being your Bible. You can't have that. You can't, you can't build your faith on that. And I'm going to tell you what. Let me ask you this. You're building your faith 
on somebody who's given their commentary and their opinion about the Word of God. What if they're wrong? Exactly. I mean, then you are in trouble. Yeah. And, and and you can't go back at the judgment and say, well, you know, God ain't going to take that for an answer. We have more access to God's Word today than ever before mm -hmm. in any generation. There has never been a generation since God made Adam and Eve that has ever had access to the Word of God. To the Word of God. We, we have so many tools. Adam, before the fall, would have had something better than us. No doubt about it. Yeah. But I'm talking about since the fall of man, there has never been more access. I mean, people have versions on their phone they can access to. Mm -hmm. There is no reason to have ignorance of God's Word. And I've had people say, well, I just can't understand the Bible. The reason you can't understand the Bible, friend, is because you don't read it. Got to read it. Okay, there's 66 books in the Bible. The best place to start is the first chapter. Mm -hmm. And if there's yes, certain things you don't understand, we have the Internet. There's all kinds of helps to give you a backdrop to this. We sit need. here. I'm sitting here. I have three different tools here. Here, I'm looking up Greek or Hebrew translations on here. Am I I'm reading the Bible over here. We have all sorts of things. And you don't even have to study Hebrew like uh, Steve did in college no. to be able to access stuff like this. No, it's amazing. It's, it's there. You can. You, it's at your fingertips, and but you got to use it. You got to use it. You can't if you don't use it. You're not going to know. You, you, it's not going to help you. Alrighty, Pastor. I tell you what. For about a minute or two, I am going to tell them. Okay, we're looking into this, and I'm going to tell you what. And like Pastor said, we're not trying to be Debbie Downers or what have you with what we're talking about. But a lot of this thing, you're over here scratching your head. You're looking at the America that we are living in today. Um, and maybe in the other parts of the world, for that matter. And you're wondering, what is going on? What can we do about this? And uh, this was keeping me up last night. <laughs> and, uh, and I was thinking, he said, God, what, what, what can we do about this? And one of the things that Jonathan Connor, we'll deal with that when it, we come to it is that he said that when we take the Ten Commandments out from in front of us, um, and we take it where, I mean, there was a systematic, and this is, I don't want to get too much into this, but we got it next week. But you're taking the Ten Commandments out of the schools. You're taking them off the walls of the Supreme Court, and out of all the law offices or the courts, or in uh, all these places. You're having people picket and riot and, and report you uh, in different areas of governments because they have the Ten Commandments up or what have you. And so, but he says that the, when you take the Ten Commandments down there and you do not have them to look at and to remind you of what you are, we should be following and what you should be doing, he said, uh, then, I mean, it's easy to say if you don't see that you're not supposed to have other gods, then you say, it's okay, go ahead, I'm going to have other gods. If you don't see that you shall not commit adultery, well, what happens? Adultery abounds. No, don't even get me started on that. We'll deal with that later. Oh, anyway, <laughs> something just came into my mind. And it says, don't steal. We're rioting and looting in the middle of, the, in, of, of cities over the last few years, and it's okay to steal. We're not going to buy it. We're not going to do anything to you. Well, and then you, then you have churches, and you have a theology that is... And by the way, this theology, it, it's in the Pentecostal church, the Baptist churches, Methodist churches, and all kinds of independent churches. Almost every Protestant church has some overriding sense of a false grace message. Yeah. Uh, that the Ten Commandments have nothing to do with the believer today. And when, I, when they say nothing to do with it, they'll say, well, we're not justified by that. Well, there's nobody arguing that point. But to say that the Ten Commandments have nothing to do with our sanctification, I mean, that's a, that's a heretical statement. It is. And, it's a, and, I, and I brought this up uh, earlier for this is right. He said, uh, and then he quotes the Fourth Commandment, honor your father and mother. Mm -hmm. It is the first commandment with a promise. By the way, he quotes the Deuteronomy version of it, yeah. and that it may be well with you, and that you'll live long on the earth. Well, if, if, if Paul believes that all the Ten Commandments 
have nothing to do with us today in our sanctification, then why is he talking to children about it? Yeah, exactly. And we, which, which we, we know that that's untrue, whatever the kind of stuff they're spewing. The Ten Commandments are the law that we follow. And the thing here is, is this, is that we have taken them out of, down from everywhere. We, we don't have them in our face. Uh, one thing that when I was in Israel back in 1985, over the summer, we were in Jerusalem for several, several days. And every morning, or at a particular time, a loudspeaker would come on. And it was prayers. That's what they did to pray. Okay. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get into this, that, the other thing. The, 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 com the, the comment I want to make is this. They, the people had to have it in their face. We do not pay attention. Tell me, Pastor, if we pay attention when they say you have to preach a sermon a hundred times before they get it. Yes. We do not pay attention. And the thing here is, is that when we don't have those Ten Commandments and that, and that law or whatever that we can keep an eye on and remind us of what God says, we're not going to follow it. And that's what this nation is doing. This is what has been, this onslaught has been happening. God, then, and then I asked God, what should we do? He says, you need to go back to the ten. And that's, I, I just, this came and I saw this. And here it is today. And I don't know if you can see that, JP. I'm not sure can, that they can see this properly there. Yeah, I zoomed in a little bit. You can zoomed see it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you can't read it, but I can, you can see the picture. Okay. We need to go back to the tent. And this is what God gave me. I said, what we're going to do is we're going to take this. And I mean, maybe even on the t-shirts, write out the commandments. Uh, and we're, we're going to do this on t-shirts or whatever. I, I don't care what we do. But what would it be if Christians begin to wear the Ten Commandments or, or display them, put them on their books at school or on the, have that on there or what have you, and show people, listen, we are going to remember God's Word. We are going to remember God's commandments. Isn't that what he said? If he says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. We need to get back to uh, to the well, the basics, but back to the ten. That's what he gave me last night. I just I said, okay, I'll put it down. And this is what I saw, and I said, hey, I'll show it to Pastor. Let's see what happens. Um, we may have some T-shirts put together. I'll put them on mugs. We'll put it. We got. We got. We can do this type of thing. And if you want one, you need to let us know. Let us know. We'll somehow get it to you. If you want to help us out, fine. Then you can throw us a, throw us a donation to the Institute for Biblical Research or, or Biblical Learning. You can throw that. But at the same time, I think we as Christians need to begin to display the good and, and just just that's that's what God was kind of speaking to my heart last night. Well, maybe we can get a, a wall one with the Ten Commandments from back behind the thing. Yeah, we could do that too. Yes, right. yes, we can. You know, one of the things that, you know, I was thinking about when you were, you know, doing that, and, and this would probably be a good thing to close with because this is what we need in our nation again. Yes. I was fortunate to go uh, to school, you know, in the first grade in a school district that had defied uh you know, taking prayer out of school and, and things of that nature. Eventually, they had to, and uh, and I believe this first and second grade, we we started every day. I mean, this is every day. This was normal. Yes, this was normal. It was normal. And uh, the principal would come on the loudspeaker. We'd all stand. Mm -hmm. We would uh, pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah, he would lead us in that, and then he would offer a prayer. Mm -hmm. For everyone in the school district that day, yeah, and then of course you sat back down, and you went about doing your, you know, with your teacher and stuff like that. You know, you had something every day to remind you that Jesus was Lord. Yeah, you had something every day to remind you that you were a part of a nation and a people that honored God, and it and it was normal. If you tried to do this right now in school, 
you would have such an uproar. And why is that? Because in our nation right now, and I don't like saying it, but this dark trinity is here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know what? It's just like the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ drove out that dark trinity out of the West. Yes, it did. It can, we can have it again. Yes. We can have it again. Mm -hmm. And we, we've got to, uh, we've got to, like you said, we pray, we seek God's face, we, we turn from our wicked ways. Mm -hmm. The church begins, it's a church again, a collective yeah. voice uh, of a biblical worldview, espousing that Jesus is Lord. And, uh, yeah. and we, we don't have to go blow up a board. No, no, no. We don't. We don't. We, we don't, don't have, have to. to do we that. don't have to kill people with bullets or do like they did in the Crusades and try to kill people with swords and all that kind of stuff. All that yeah. stuff, by the way, that was ignorant. All that was that part of history is what we consider part of the Dark Ages. Yeah. It was unnecessary. It was stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, but but you know, so if you want to call that Christian, that was not Christian. No, it was. That's not the kind of Christianity we're talking about. No. And, uh, and and so you know if you're listening to this or you're watching this and uh, and you're wanting to know what can I do well what you can do is that uh, you can uh, make your allegiance to God and him alone just like the first of the commandments you shall have no other gods before me the second yes. one in the same nature you're not to make any graven images any idols mm -hmm. anything of that I mean, those two commandments relate to your relationship with God. And, of course, that's salvation is through his son, Jesus Christ. And in his name, uh, you can receive eternal life. Yes. And, uh, and if you have already, then you need to stick with that. You need to, to get in God's word, find a good church to go to. And, uh, and, and, and that way, the Spirit of God can bring back the word to you and you can speak truth to lies yes and we can see this thing turn around yes 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 absolutely it happens one person at a time it does and you, you, you know okay <laughs> cool all righty well pastor let's pray and let's uh we're going to go ahead and close out this week we're coming back next week and we're going to talk about Baal or ball uh next week but go ahead and uh if you can close us with prayer heavenly father we come to you in jesus name and what a what an opportunity we have to, to go into your word. And, and while the subject of demonology is, a, well, it's not really a strange topic, but, but it is sometimes an uncomfortable one. And as we look at Jonathan Kahn's book, The Return of the Gods, we also refer to some of Michael Heiser's work in the Unseen Realm. Mm -hmm. and, and, but ultimately, we, we compare everything that those two men said with Scripture. Mm -hmm. One of the things we do not want to do, we don't want to be guilty anymore as a nation of uh, being those that, that, that worshiped other gods, those that sacrificed demons, those that did all these things and, and were guilty of all these abominations. Lord, we are a sinful nation and, uh, and, and Lord, we're asking for your help uh, as we repent and we turn from our wicked ways and we choose to worship you and you only. Yes. Help us, Lord. We need your help. Wake up your people. May we, as Paul said, awake unto righteousness. May we awake, Lord. Mm -hmm. It's far too long to be asleep. And we need to put on the armor of light. We need uh, to, to walk in, in your ways and follow you, Jesus. And so help everyone who's watching this today. May you, God, give them that conviction. May, Lord, uh, you do that work in their heart because you're the only one who can. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in this week. Be with us again next Friday as we continue to go into our study. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week in the Lord.